Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo, as always. And the second round is in full swing, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. And the best part, it's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day at the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Just kind of hanging out, not really doing too much these days. Uh, but speaking of the Adderate and basketball playoffs, how about Damian Lillard last night? So I had a friend text me. He said hey, this was because this was right after the Carolina-Tampa game ended and Sebastian Ajo was unable to get that game-tying goal in the final seconds. Um, he said – watch the Lakers and Suns. It, it's going to be, you know, it's a great series. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw, saw the Nuggets were playing and I was like, oh, like, I'll, I'll tune into the Nuggets and then I'll watch the Lakers. Um, I mean, the Lakers ended up losing by 30, I think, something like that. But I am glad I tuned into the Nuggets game because I got to see the phenomena that is Damian Lillard. I mean, every time he, he just hits the most clutch shots. It's ridiculous. I, I must admit, I was kind of rooting for uh, the Nuggets. So every time he was hitting those game-tying threes, I was a bit frustrated, not really having a great time, but he's just so good. Like, he is the absolute definition of being clutch. Well, yeah, it's called game time for a reason. because it's, it's yes. his time. Like, he's earned that reputation. Like, I'm not a big basketball guy. But Damian Lillard is just unreal. Like every year we see it in the playoffs where he hits some ridiculous shot. He's, he's the kind of player that I watched and I was like, huh, maybe I should be a basketball guy. Like this is actually pretty entertaining. And then I remember there was literally a foul on every single play. 
and that was a complete turnoff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And now speaking of clutch and clutch playoff performers, let's talk about Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Super smooth transition. Uh, kind of the opposite of game time over there in Toronto. Uh, it was no time whatsoever. I it's Carey Price time. That that's for for sure was. Um, can we just say Twitter has been amazing, phenomenal. I mean, I think you know we're on the record pretty much as saying we don't like the Leafs at all. You know, the media, the fans, a little bit annoying, right? It's not their fault. I mean, it's the media's fault. But to watch them implode, I mean. Every year they do this. It's fantastic. And I think it can't be, like, understated that every year, like, something like this happens to the Leafs, and it just gets worse and worse every year. Like, you lose to, like, Washington. Okay, you're not the favorite. doesn't matter. You lose to Boston. Ah, you weren't the favorite. You pushed it to seven. doesn't matter. I mean, you were up 4-1. That sucks. Well, that's – I'm talking about the recent ones. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. No, t- 2013, whole different thing, whole different team. Also bad, right? It doesn't really matter. No, but yes, I, I think you're right that they, in all those recent playoff series, they were not favorites. They they were underdogs. The expectation for them to be as favorites was there, but at the end of the day, they weren't expected to win those series. No, and then last year in the bubble against Columbus, you're definitely expected to win that one. Uh, but Columbus's goalies, they were huge, so what whatever disappointing and then this year montreal canadians not a good team at all and i've heard a lot of people say that they are the worst team in the playoffs and i don't which think- is a very it's a very like very easy to argue that they were yeah and it's just it just blows my mind like that they lost like the least i mean it doesn't blow my mind because, as you recall, on our predictions episode, I did pick the Habs to win that, that series. That is true, and I, I, I FaceTimed you and our prospect and cap-friendly correspondent, Jacob Barker, after the game, and we pointed that out, that you had predicted the outcome of this series, the number of games, and the winner. Yeah, it just it's too easy with the Leafs. And my reasoning was that the Leafs just choke. And until they don't choke, I'm going to pick them to choke. And they just did. They did again. So, uh, you, you know, it worked out. And the big thing was just Toronto's just star players just didn't show up. I mean, we both watched that game seven. And yeah, I don't sir. know, the best player on the Leafs for me that game I kid you not, was Alex Kerfoot. Yeah, he was he, the only he was the only guy out there that I could actually say was playing like it was a game seven. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I couldn't believe how lifeless the Leafs looked, to be honest. Like it is game seven. There, there was no there was no sense of urgency. Yeah. And and like, by the way, we're we're recording this as they're doing their press conference, their end of season press conference. And a quote from Brendan Shanahan. Um, there will be changes. There is a killer instinct that is missing that we need to address. Yeah, it's one of those things. I don't even know like what you do to go about fixing the Leafs at this point. Like, they're a perfectly good hockey team. Perfectly, like they have depth. They have top guys, and then just 
crater. Like I have never seen like game seven. I have never seen a player look as visibly nervous as Mitch Marner did he, in an NHL game. He was terrible. Yeah, like, he wasn't. I mean, good I mean, obviously he had some very nice plays, but wasn't wasn't good. I think the first goal was his fault. Well, I, I mean, I can't remember. It, it, it's his fault. I can't remember but it's if also... it was game six, game six or game seven where he got poke checked. He got poke checked by Eric Stahl. Game seven goes the other way. It was way. game seven. Yeah, which is also just a weak goal from Gallagher. Not a good goal for Jack Campbell. No, no, obviously not. But, but would you oh. would you expect? Yeah, a lot wrong on that play for the Leafs. But there was also just some. He was fumbling with the puck. He was, I think, their worst player that night, and I don't even think that's you can doubt that. Yeah. No, it was just it, – it's an embarrassing collapse, really. Like, just – I mean, we're, we're not Leafs fans. I don't really care that much. It's just it's, – it's, fr- it's, it's just so, like – I find myself questioning how you can go out there with that little urgency for a game seven. It's, it's as if they were playing another regular season game – where they were already clinched first first in the playoffs and they just didn't care about the outcome. Yeah, that's it what was, it felt like. Yeah, it was true. Like first period, like both teams were kind of just playing not to make a mistake. And then after that, Montreal, you know, they they get two goals and Toronto just like I mean, Grant Carey Price was excellent, right? Yeah, and it, Montreal played a really good defensive game as well. And I think you, you can you can throw this back to the Leafs have so much trouble playing against the shutdown defense style of play. And I think the perfect example of this is the Carolina-David Ayers game. Yeah. Carolina played the best shutdown hockey I have ever seen, I think, in my life. Yeah, like I mean, they, they, the Zamboni drivers, their goalie, and they win that but game. But the fact, the fact that the Leafs weren't able to – weren't even able to generate shots there i think it's it's alarming and if you're kyle dubas if you're brendan shanahan right now you're thinking what do i have to do to, to to spark this team but at the same time if i'm them there is no way i destroy that core it's just too good yeah it's just a it's a good core and, like, the big thing out of it that a lot of people are pointing out is that of the top 18 highest-paid players in the league, one is still in the playoffs right now. Only that was one. the first time first time a double-digit million earner won a playoff series. Yeah, it and just – it would have happened – it would have happened no matter what because it was either Carey Price or Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, and John Tavares. Yeah, and, and like I think that's you know a lot of people point out, like when Toronto made all their signings and stuff, like they didn't think it was possible to win paying that many players that much money, and so far I don't think they're necessarily the issue, although they pretty much didn't live up to their, you know, billing in in that first series, but it, like it's hard to win when you're paying guys a lot of money. It's hard to win when you're getting guys on good deals, anyways. Like, look at how many years the Panthers have had Barkov and Huberto on these, like, sweetheart deals. 
and there's just one bit. situation there's one situation where it's not hard to win when you pay a lot of guys money it's when you go that 17 is, mil over the cap that's when you go 17 mil over the cap because you found a loophole in the nhl's rules and just absolutely like a, a loophole that everyone uses but you just like abuse it to no end yeah like, so the nhl gave him an inch they took a mile like that's exactly what happened that's honestly i that's the perfect way of putting it yeah and and that's a team like that is just absolutely giving trouble to Carolina now, up to nothing in the series, Tampa Bay. I mean, like close, it, close games though. First one, first one could have gone either way, and I'll blame that one on Alex and Delkovich because you cannot give up a goal like that in the playoffs. I would argue you can't give it up in the regular season. That, that's true. I, I just, it, it was just such a weird, fluky. Play I, by honestly, him. I, I watched the replay like four times and I was like, how, what happened? Well, it's one of those things where it's like, you know exactly what he's trying to do. Like, I don't know if any listeners saw the goal, but it's like he's trying to hug the post and he thinks it's going high and then he misses the post. He kind of slipped. Yeah. Yeah. So he just, he, like, he literally went to anchor his foot on the post, missed the post, and then was just like in his own net, fall off balance. And so just, just a weird one there. But, like Andre Vasilevsky's doing to the Hurricanes right now, what he did to the Florida Panthers in the first round, like he just looks unbeatable. I mean, Tampa is like, they look like a repeat. It's, unless, it's... unless Colorado. I th- I really think Colorado is our only hope. Well, that's the thing. It feels almost inevitable it's going to be a Colorado-Tampa final. Which I would love. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, it would be it would be awesome. Like, I mean, although I'm very excited to a potential, I would not want to see another Tampa Islanders conference final like last year. I think it'd be really, really interesting to see a Boston Tampa conference final. Yeah, but like, yeah, they've played before in the conference finals. Like, those are two good teams too. But objectively, looking at the teams in the playoffs, still, I think. Tampa Bay and their $17 million over the cap roster and the Colorado Avalanche and how well-built they are, are just, they look unstoppable right now. So here, here's the question. Let, let's go kind of series by series is, do you think, do you think Carolina is out of it? They, they, keep in mind, they have to win four of five versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Four of six. They have to win if they're down two nothing. Yeah. So they so they have to win four of the next six, or seven for the next five. Yeah, for the next five. Yeah, they can do it. Like, actually, no, I don't believe that. I actually don't think they can. But I think it's just they've they've injuries. I don't think they can. Vinny Trocheck, I don't know. I did not see an update today. I haven't looked for one. It doesn't look good. But yeah, that's what Rob Brindamore said after last game is it doesn't look good. I am the only reason I think Caroline is out of it. And the only way they can get out is Vasilevsky. If they can figure out a way to solve him, okay. Because defensively, Caroline is playing great. Yeah, like they're both two good teams. Like to be clear, and like I don't like either of them, 
Nedeljkovic, he, despite that one goal, is playing some fantastic hockey. He's looking like Carolina's starter for for a few years to come. The, they they got to figure out scoring, and losing Trocheck is not going to make that easier. No, like as much as you know, Trocheck, the former Panther, and he absolutely shredded them this year. Uh, every time they played. Like, he, he had an unbelievable year. Like, he was huge for the Hurricanes, which, like, sucks because he's no longer a, a Panther. But, like, also, like, good for him. Like, you want to see him succeed, you know, even though it is in, in Carolina. Yeah, but, you hate to see him go down with an injury because I, I don't know about you, but I hate Tampa more than Carolina. Yeah, I really don't want Tampa to win. There's, like, actually, like – <laughs> I was like, like I've never really, like I've never really had like that much against like Tampa. Like, of course, like state rival, but like the rivalry really wasn't much when Tampa was really really good and the Panthers haven't been good. Like, that's just exactly. There's no it's way hard to, it's hard to have a rivalry, right? So I had like nothing. But no, like after like the regular season and in those playoffs, like I absolutely do not want to see any success for that team. Is just how I'm feeling. Which brings me to my next question. So now the Panthers are out as neutral fans. How do you go about picking who you cheer for for the rest of the playoffs? Like, who's who's the team you're backing as a Panthers fan? We can already eliminate Tampa, state rival. Um, um, I'm also going to say screw the Islanders because of that series defeat a few years ago. Yeah, um, screw the Islanders. And last year, so they can just get out of here. Uh, so I don't want any of that. Because of local bias, I'd say Montreal. But I don't think Montreal has a shot, and I don't really want to root for someone who doesn't have a shot. And I think the I'm going to bandwagon, and I don't really have a choice. I mean, honestly, any team I pick at this point is a bandwagon, but have to go with the Colorado Avalanche. They, they are just such an exciting team to watch. They're ridiculous. Like, Kill McCarr, I could watch Kill McCarr go up and down the blue line. Literally it's ridiculous. for hours on end. Yeah, like it, the they're absurd. The speed of McKinnon, like he just obliterated the Knights' defense the other night. From and, and Nazem Kadri's back in Game Six. If there's a Game Six, and yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna be good for opposing teams. No, I mean they're missing their second line center right now, and they just dummied Vegas the other night. For me, I think there's there's a couple ways like in looking at like a team to support. Like, okay, so obviously right out of the gate, Tampa's out. Islanders are out. Um, Boston, pass. Um, just because, like, Brad Marchand's a rat, even though he's very good at hockey. Yeah, and we can – him, that, that line. Of course, Bergeron and Marchand score the two goals down 3-1 to tie it up. They have so much top-end scoring. It's unbelievable. I really think that series is a toss-up because I will never go against Barry Trotz. It's a toss-up. Like the, on paper, like obviously Boston's the much better team now that they have a second line, too. They're very, very good. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I can willingly support Boston. Carolina's a tough one because it, you know, it is a rival, and they've just absolutely destroyed the Panthers in recent years. But... To see Vinny Trocek win would, like, take the sting out of that a bit. Like, that would be nice to see. Like, I have nothing against Vinny Trocek. So, would like to see him win. And then out west, Colorado, 
purely because Kale McCarr, good old Calgary kid, you know, Alberta kid. So got to root for him. And then like Winnipeg's a team where I, I don't have anything like for or against them. Like they're I just picking either Montreal or Winnipeg. You have to play Colorado after. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of fruitless to to pick because you're gonna play even Colorado if you don't Vegas. play Colorado, you're playing Vegas, who's an exceptional hockey team too. If they put Flurry in net, yeah, it's yeah, like Win- Winnipeg's a team. Yeah, I have nothing against Winnipeg. I don't think they're gonna make any noise in the I mean, playoffs. To be fair, they do have a bit of an overrated goalie, so I'm with you on that. Didn't say that. Would never say that about one of the best goalies in the league. The current probably favorite for the con Smythe, you'd have to imagine. What are you talking about? Well, that's just hearsay. But, I mean, who has been the most impactful player in the playoffs? It's it's him. But, like, yeah, I'm not against Winnipeg. And, like, you know, it's a team. Like, they, they got relocated once, like. It's like it's also like pity, but I think Colorado and maybe Carolina, it's tough. Like, I don't care that much really now that the Panthers are out. Uh, just because you know, it's whatever, just anyone but Tampa, really. Yeah, I'm Tampa I'm and the Islanders, anyone but Tampa and the Islanders is probably my pick. Um, I, I'm like, I, I don't even think the Islanders have a shot realistically. We just just went off on like about how good Barry Trotz is. Yeah, and I'll never like. It's it's tough because you want to. I don't think. I don't think. Here's what I'll say. Okay, I'll rephrase it. I don't think they have a shot, but it it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, here's the thing. Like I always bet against the Islanders because I'm always like, this is this is the time they're finally gonna crater. Um, it wouldn't surprise. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that much, but like, I don't want to see it happen, so I'm not even gonna think about it. All right, fair enough. Uh, but back to the Panthers. Bill Zito had his uh, you know, we have we have a long off season here to talk about stuff and what what the team can do in the future and the expansion draft. We're gonna have some episodes. Uh, tonight is the uh, NHL draft uh, lottery, which uh. Panthers not a part of this year. Go Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, go Seattle. Nothing against them. And it's like, I don't know, like the draft lottery, it's it's tough because like usually I get pretty excited for the draft because usually the Panthers are not the best. So they usually get a good pick. This year they won't have a very good pick uh in the first round. And also it's just a weird draft. Exactly. There's you don't get the same hype around players that you did in previous drafts. You don't get the same hype and you also just don't get the same like consensus. Exactly. Which I think will be exciting to watch as just NHL fans in general, because in in years past, you've known who's going to get picked more than this year. Yeah. You've yeah. Once you know the order, maybe you'll have a, bit more clear of a clue if there was ever a year though for a team to just say screw it we're drafting by position and what we need do it it's the year do to it. do it it's the year to, it's absolutely the year to do it now for the panthers drafting in the 20s uh it's a good year to not have a good pick for sure because it's not a good draft uh but the one thing this draft is quite heavy on though 
is a lot of defensemen projected to go in the first round, which looking at the Panthers prospect depth chart, their defense sucks. It's a bit embarrassing. A little bit embarrassing. So I would love to see them go that route. I don't have a particular defenseman in mind. Haven't watched a ton of any of them really. So I would love to see them just go that route. But at the end of the day, I'm not even, I don't even care that much about the draft and the, and the lottery. Did it, you know? No, I was going to say, I like. It would be like the classic year though, for the Sabres to like get first overall. That would be amazing. I would love to see that. They're the best odds at it, but like, you know, the Sabres, you draft first overall, like in a non-consensus year, it's, you're, you're putting a lot of trust there into your scouts. And I don't know. Yikes. That trust, trust, you know, should be there. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, for the Panthers, long off season here, ahead, really long, really boring. But today we got like the season ending media availability from uh, our favorite Bill Zito, uh, who had lots of different uh, kind of quotes and stuff going around first kind of thing he talked about was just uh, the dissatisfaction of, of the players uh, obviously with the way the season ended. Uh, he talked about how a lot of the interviews this year, as opposed to in years past, uh, very team focused, not so much the individual, what went well, what didn't go well. It was more about what did the team do well? What did you enjoy about the year? Uh, and the one thing I really liked that he mentioned was he said a lot of our players uh, feel very proud to be Panthers and want to be here. And that's a really good sign for our group. Uh, what do you think about that? Cause it's it, it, this whole year just had a different feel to it. it. It really did. And it's, it's just really good to know because there are places in the NHL where you, you look at players and you just get the sense that they don't want to be there. Columbus. Seth Jones. Um, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> like, it's like not Columbus, even like... like, it's just, yeah. Um, it's good to know because they have such a nice starting block. Yeah. Like, it, they, they are, they, if Bill Zito can get the re-signings done appropriately you're looking at a team that can compete for years and years to come and if somehow by some miracle of god sergey bobrovsky can get back to vezina caliber sergey bobrovsky i mean at at some point at some point we're just gonna have to accept he might never get back there yeah like, and he talked about it too. Like, I think Luongo's away right now, so they haven't really discussed their goaltending future. But my assumption is that the starter next year, Spencer Knight, it's got to be. I mean, at least like split starts. Well, it's just like it split starts, but you want to be a good team in this league. You play your best goalie most of the time. I like, guess Spencer Knight is well out playing Bobrovsky, which is very possible. We're talking about one of the fastest, at least that I can remember, the fastest progression for a rookie goalie. Yeah, I mean, to like get this, the, you know, this far, this in this little time. Yeah, goalies progress pretty slowly. You don't see them in the league for usually three or four years. Harder Hart. Harder Hart was at least 21, 22, or was he Spencer Knight's age? I, 
I, I uh, don't know. That's the only guy that I can think of who, who really might come close in terms of age like that. Of course, yeah, like, there was... Um, Carey Price was pretty quick. Carey Price was pretty quick. DiPietro in Vancouver was looking really good. We're on track to be that quick and then just didn't work out. Well, and they have Thatcher Demko too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, he uh, Carter Hart made his debut 2018 after being drafted in 2016, so he would have been 20. He's 22 now. So, yeah, see, it's very similar to Spencer. Knight. Yeah, and it and it's like you, you, you anticipate, like, he's going to – the tough part with goalies is you never know when it's going to be, but, like, with Spencer Knight, high draft pick, a lot of hype around the guy, so you knew he was going to be a good goalie eventually, but you never know exactly how quickly it's going to take to get there guys are always going to progress at different different rates um he is at, at he's at the nhl level a lot sooner than I, I would have anticipated uh but like he absolutely looks exceptional every time he's in the net the team seems to like playing in front of him so for me like he's got to be the guy he, going he looks, into next he year he looks so happy doing it and he's he's very he's a very very humble kid yeah, he's, he's a kid because he's younger than us. Um, oh, that's tragic. It's, yeah, I know. Very, very humble. And he always comes back in all his interviews, comes back to teamwork. And I think that that is a tremendous value in a player. Yeah, not just being a good goalie, but being a good teammate. So I think your goaltending seems pretty set for next year, obviously. Uh, a lot of stuff you can do around the roster. Uh I did. I loved what Bill Zito said about the players talking about how, you know, how excited they are to be in Florida and to be Panthers. Cause I think Florida, you know, there, there, there are some things going for it, but in the past, you know, it maybe hasn't been the, the most attractive destination like, for players. Cause in when the you're past, in the past, all it had was uh, good weather and no, no income tax. Yeah. And it's, it's, so it's one of those places where like when the teams, which, on paper is really good, but if you can add other variables such as what the fans demonstrated. Well, yeah. I mean, the reality is there's like five or six places you could go if you didn't want to pay income tax. Exactly. But it's that like, can't be your only selling point. But to me, like when you're playing hockey for a living and you're losing all the time year after year, right. It gets demoralizing. You don't want to be there. You know, you don't want to be at the rink every day and just suck, basically suck at your collective job. So with the team playing the way this year, you could feel how tight the group was. And, you know, even the guys that have been here a while, they all said this is their absolute favorite year being in Florida playing hockey just because of the group they had. And I think that, you know, just speaks to the people in the organization really for putting this group together and for the coaching and the way they played. So, it hasn't been that common in the past, but it's exciting to finally have, you know, a team of players that all want to be here and that are all team focused, something that hasn't been as common in, in, in previous years. So I think it's just, 